Good morning, everyone. Welcome to worship today. It's great to be with you all on a beautiful Sunday morning to worship, to gather, and to take part of the great gifts of word and sacrament that our Lord has prepared for us today. Please stand this morning and greet each other in the name of the Lord. And members, if you see people that you don't recognize, as always, please go say hi and welcome them today. All right, so as you are taking your seats, just an Good morning about and welcome to Trinity Lutheran that Church that in Freistat, Missouri. Of the I am Parker year. Shane, kind of a big your deal. announcer for the last uh, Sunday of the church year. Sunday begins the lay the minister, Sunday Bruce Sutton, so will deliver today's sort of message. Like New Year's Eve Assisting today. in the worship service kind of. is the organist, Mrs. Uh, Susan Sinatra, and the acolytes are Lizette Vaught and Michael Hesman. Today's order of Jesus service and is at www.trinity1874.com. Radio broadcast today is sponsored by St. John's Lutheran Church of Purdy. Read about and you sing about and you hear about the glory of God. May God bless us as we worship together. So Happy New Year. And why don't we begin our worship today with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today, and we thank you for the great love for which you have loved us, shown to us, Lord, through your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, it is in his name that we are gathered here. It is his name that is the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It is in his name that we pray. Amen. Please stand. And so we make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, 
we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have Almighty God, in His mercy, has given His Son to die for you, and for His sake He forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Our opening hymn for today is When Peace Like a River, page 763, verses 1 and 2 of the Lutheran Service Book. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Come, bless the Lord, all you servants of the Lord. Lift up your hands to the holy place. May the Lord bless you from Zion. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let all the earth fear the Lord. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. 
Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, you reign among us by the preaching of your cross. Forgive your people their offenses, that we, being governed by your bountiful goodness, may enter at last into your eternal paradise. For you live and reign with, with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for this morning is taken from the prophet Malachi, the third chapter. Your words have been hard against me, says the Lord. But you say, how have we spoken against you? You have said, it is vain to serve God. What is the profit of our keeping his charge or of walking as in mourning before the Lord of hosts? And now we call the arrogant blessed. Evildoers not only prosper, but they put God to the test and they escape. Then those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. The Lord paid attention and heard them, and a book of remembrance was written before them of those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, 
in the day when I make them my treasured possession. And I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves them, who serves him. Then once more you shall see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. This is the word of our Lord. These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. Blessed are those whose strength is in you. Our special music today is Great is Thy Faithfulness, performed by the men's glee.
Thank you very much, Men's Glee, for sharing your talents and your faithfulness to us this morning. It's now time for all the young disciples who are here today to come forward for the children's message. Uh, it will be given this morning by Mrs. Menning. Now is a good time to bring up your offering, your Mighty Mites, as well. this is? A calendar. That's right. What happens when we get to the very end of this calendar? It's December. That's right. What happens after December? What do we do with our calendar, Grace? We throw it away and we get a what? We get a new one. We start all over fresh, right? With January. Every year. A lot of people look at the new year and they make promises. I'm going to try and make better choices with my eating. I'm going to try and exercise more. I'm going to try and go to church more. They make all these fresh new promises at the beginning of every year. Well, did you know that the church has a year, a calendar, kind of like our calendars for every month, January, February, March? The church has a year as well, and this is the last Sunday of our church year. Next Sunday, we start the new church year. Do you know what is, what is it that starts our new church year? Cordell? Advent, that's right, and that prepares us for what? Christmas, which is the celebration of? What do we celebrate at Christmas? God. And Jesus' birth. That's right. That's what Christmas is, the, the celebration of Jesus' birth. That's, that marks the beginning of our church calendar year. And this time of year, I always think about something that pastor teaches us over at school. He tells our teachers, and you guys pretty often, that every morning in our baptism, we wake up a new person, Right? We wake up with a fresh promise every morning that comes to us through the birth of Jesus, the best promise ever made. We know from listening to Pastor every Sunday that God keeps every single one of his promises, right? So as we get ready to start this new church year, I want you guys to uh, be thankful for uh, our biggest promise, which was, which was born to us at Christmas time 2,000 years ago. The best promise ever. That promise that came in the birth of Jesus and uh, through his death on the cross that gives us eternal life. And every single morning when you wake up, think about that fresh promise and how you have a brand new day given to you through Jesus Christ. Okay? Let's pray. 
Dear Lord, we thank you so much for the promise that came to us 2,000 years ago, um, wrapped as a baby. And as we get ready to start this new calendar church year, we are just thankful for the new promise that you give us every single morning in our baptism. We love you so much, Lord, and in Jesus' name we all pray. Amen. Our epistle reading for this morning is taken from Colossians chapter 1. The Apostle Paul writes this, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, or the thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 23rd chapter. And there followed Jesus a great multitude of the people and of women who were mourning and lamenting for him. But turning to them, Jesus said, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming when they will say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore, and the breasts that never nursed. Then they will begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they... Do these things when the wood is green. What will happen when it is dry? Two others who were criminals were were led away to be put to death with him. And when they came to the place that is called the skull, there they crucified him. And the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they cast lots to divide his garments. And the people stood by watching, but the rulers scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Christ of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was an inscription also over him. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we are receiving receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, 
Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise be to Christ on page 538 of the Lutheran Service Book. Let's pray. Lord, may the meditation of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing and acceptable in your sight, O Lord. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, here we are. It's the last Sunday of the church year. Did the readings for this morning seem a bit odd or out of place to you? Seems like readings that are better suited for Lent than Advent. Well, after all, Thanksgiving is just around the corner. Our thoughts are on the big turkey dinner with all the trimmings and, yes, all of the desserts. So we'll eat until we're full, then we'll find a comfortable chair or a couch to watch a few football games, maybe take a nap. 
We can't help but see all the stores getting ready for Christmas shopping, and the Christmas music and carols are everywhere, playing on the radio in the stores we go. This all seems to be in contrast to the words of our text found in Luke, describing the Lord's crucifixion, where we see this crowd of people watching as Jesus is being led to his death. Some are curious. Some, like the women, are mourning and wailing. Some are curious. The atmosphere among them is a strange mix of sympathy, concern, disappointment, disgust, and uncertainty. But they're all watching and waiting. There are the soldiers. They don't care what's happening to Jesus. They're just doing their job, and they do it pretty well. Jesus is just another criminal to crucify. They ridicule him as the king of the Jews who cannot even save himself. A little gambling under the cross would be a good distraction as they await his impending death. Then we have the Jewish leaders, unbelieving and vindictive, smug and confident. Their fear is turned into bravado. This king isn't so dangerous anymore. They see Jesus as weak and pathetic, a fraud, someone who just claimed to be the Christ. What a contrast between the sights and sounds of the holiday season and Jesus' words of forgiveness from the cross that we need to hear that makes all the difference for us. And so it would seem that perhaps someone messed up with the gospel selections for this morning. But this reading was selected because Good Friday is the beginning of the end. Good Friday is the lens in which we as Christians see everything. Everything before that day was leading up to it. Everything after that day is flowing from it. That was the day that changed the world. The day is the center of our history. So today, this last Sunday of the church year, we consider the end through the lens of the cross and our life leading up to the end through the lens of the cross. For Jesus' life and death has everything to do and about our life and death. And so today to do that, I want to focus our attention on one just little verse from the gospel. One little sentence that was spoken from Jesus on the cross. You've all heard it before many times, I'm sure. But maybe today, you can hear it a bit differently than when we hear it on Good Friday. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Usually when we hear that, we focus on what great love Jesus has, that he could praise such words. And, and that's not wrong. We hear Jesus praying for the forgiveness of those who put him on the cross, those who drove the nails through his hands and his feet, those who mocked him as he prayed for them, those whose appetites would not be satisfied until they had taken his very life. Do you hear it? Father, forgive them. Make this forgiveness that I am here winning available for them. That's no small thing. That's for sure. You all know how hard forgiveness is and for much lesser things than that. 
So how great and wondrous these words, and how precious for us sinners still today. But it's that second part that I want us to focus on. For they know not what they do. In context, as Jesus spoke those words, certainly the people who put him on the cross didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know that the hands they were driving nails through were the hands of the person that created all things and had even knotted them together in their mother's wombs. They didn't know that the feet they had fastened to the cross were the feet that walked in the Garden of Eden in the cool of the day and would soon make the earth their footstool. They didn't know that the head in which they pressed the crown of thorns was the head of the one who knows all things. They didn't know. They didn't know that in this death was their life. They just didn't know. But we think we know, don't we? That's the problem, you see. From Adam and Eve down to you and me today, we think we know. We think we know what we're doing. And therefore, we think we know what God should be doing. Those who put Jesus on the cross thought they knew what they were doing. They were getting rid of a troublemaker, a blasphemer, and someone who was going to bring the wrath of Rome down on the nation. And they thought they knew what God should be doing. That if this Jesus was God, then he should jump down from the cross and save himself. And then those who believed in him, who believed that Jesus was who he said he was, the very Son of God in human flesh, probably were wondering, what in the world? Does God know what he's doing? That question has often crossed the minds of God's people because how often it seems to us as if he doesn't know what he's doing. We heard it again from the prophet Malachi this morning. The people were saying, we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, that what God told us to do, mourning for our sins, repenting, and sacrificing, but what good is it doing for us? Where is it getting us? The arrogant are the ones being blessed. Evildoers are the the ones who are prospering. They are putting God to the test with their sins and evil and perversion, and, and they're all getting away with it, it seems. Nothing ever seems to happen to them. Does God know what he's doing? Because after all, we know what God should be doing, right? He should be prospering us. He should be blessing us, giving to us, helping us, making our life easy, and punishing them. Does God know what he's doing? For evil keeps advancing, for I keep struggling, because things don't seem to be getting better. Does God know what he's doing? Well, maybe Jesus had it right. Maybe it's we who don't know what we're doing. For how often do things turn out differently than what we expected? When what we thought would be good turned out bad. When what we thought would help actually hurt. When we thought everything that we planned would turn out, everything changed. And the other way too. When we dreaded what we dreaded actually turned out well or pretty good. The truth is, there's a lot more going on than meets the eye. God tells his people to the prophet Malachi, the day is coming 
Then you will see what you do not see now. But we all want to see it all now, don't we? We want God to punish the evildoers now. The problem is, if he did so, what would happen to you and me? You who hurt, you who lie, you who lust, you who doubt and disbelieve, you who covet and take, you who rebel, you who do not love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength all the time. Yes, there's a lot more going on than meets the eye. We see Paul, as he tells the Colossians that Jesus was the creator of all things, visible and invisible, and we'll confess that in the creed. And there's a lot more invisible than you know. I tend to think of all that God is doing as kind of like an iceberg. You've heard the story. An iceberg on the ocean, all you see is maybe 10% of what's on the top. The rest of the iceberg is beneath the water, hidden beneath the surface. So we too do not know all that God is doing, how he's working behind the scenes, what he's doing in the world, what he's doing in the life of your neighbor, what he's doing in your life. There's more going on than meets the eye, all right. And that is especially true of the cross. For yes, contrary to what the eye can see, this man on the cross is no criminal. This man is the very son of God, the lamb of God, the atonement for your sins and mine and the sin of the whole world. Though it doesn't look like it, though it looks far from it, the fact of the matter is God does know what he's doing. And the day is coming when all that will be seen. Malachi's then. The disciples saw in three days after the cross when Jesus rose from the dead. The before looked so very bleak. The after revealed the truth and the joy. And so, also for us, on this last day it will be seen, but not before. Now in this before time, we have his words, and we have his promises. We have our faith. Then it will be seen. But now we say with the criminal hanging next to Jesus, remember me. Remember me, my current sad state. Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he does. For we know the tree of the cross that looked like defeat restores paradise. For now, ascended in his kingdom, ruling all things for us and for our salvation, Jesus is remembering us and forgiving us and acting for us. And as he did for the thief next to him, telling us too, you will be with me in paradise. When a child or adult is baptized, you can hear Jesus saying, you will be with me in paradise. Earlier, when you confessed your sins and were absolved of them, did you not hear Jesus saying, you will be with me in paradise. In a few moments, when you come up to the altar to participate in his very body and blood, Jesus is saying, you will be with me in paradise. Just as I came to be with you in your misery and suffering, you will be with me in paradise. And just as I died your death, so you too will awaken and arise with me into paradise. Another interesting thing. To the thief on the cross, Jesus said, today you will be with me in paradise. When that today will be for you, 
when your soul will enter the nearer presence of God in Christ, as your body continues to wait for Jesus' second coming, when will that happen? I don't know. And how will it be for you? I don't know that either. Maybe it will come for you in a peaceful way, maybe in a hard and painful way like the thief on the cross. But however that is for you, it will be a day of blessedness. When, as Paul said in our epistle, you are delivered from the domain of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Just as Jesus is with you now, so you now have his forgiveness. So you have the kingdom now, even if you cannot see it all at the moment. For in fact, God knows what he's doing, always. Always working for our good. Always working that we hear those precious words, Father, forgive them. Those were the words Jesus spoke from first to last, and the words he wants you to hear and to have from the beginning of your life to the end. That on that day, the last day, the great and final day, the one who would not come down from the cross would pull you up from the grave and say, Welcome home. Welcome to paradise. Amen. We continue now with the words of the Nicene Creed. Please stand. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. This time we will gather our tithes and offerings in the pew that you're in as a red sign-in book. We ask that whether you are a member or a guest with us to please find that book and to let us know that you were here to worship with us today. We collect our tithes and offerings. The mission of Trinity Lutheran Church is the preaching, teaching, baptizing, and sharing the love of Christ in our church, our community, and our world. The radio broadcast is made possible by the donations to the radio broadcast ministry of Trinity Lutheran Church. Please contact the church office for how you can help.
The Thanksgiving Day service at 10 a.m. will be broadcasted on radio station KKBL 95.9 and online. Neighbors, blessings, blessing neighbor, traditional Thanksgiving feast at the Mount Vernon High School is open to everyone, absolutely no cost to you. They would appreciate donations of desserts and any kind of desserts. Call Sandy Hunt for more information at 417-825-1008 or 466-3884 and leave a message. Several ladies' Bible study groups meet during the week in the surrounding areas. For more information, call the church office at 417-235-7300. The Lutheran Hour is our church's witness to the public marketplace. Today's message, Loved and Sent, God is Love, guest speaker, Pastor Jeff. Love can be a frustrating and confusing word. We use it to describe so many different things, many of which aren't really love at all. Jeff had grown tired of hearing the word until he learned that real love is not that we had loved God, but what, but that God loved us and sent his son. 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 12. We now rejoin the congregation during the worship service. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Father, we give you thanks for this day in leading us here so we can worship you. As the beautiful sunrise this morning signals a new day in our lives, your refreshing word gives us the strength to live a life filled with joy and hope. Remind us this week that you are always with us. Regardless of what this week brings us, you are there, watching over us, forgiving us, praying for us. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for the sick, 
those who struggle with emotional or spiritual issues, those who are hospitalized, those who will be undergoing surgery, those on the road to recovery. We lift up all those on our health list, Melba, Landreth, Janice, Carol, Ethel, Joan, Addison, Steve, Becky, Wayne, Bob Curtit, Bob Dotson, Bob Yelenek, Gary Dagan, Gary Magruder, Emma, Brenda, Rose Marie, John Alexander, John Eden, Debbie Porter, Deborah Schultze, Mary, Fred, Nellie, Lisa, Catherine, Joe, Phil, Tom, Norma, Judy, Louise, Ruth, Dana, Loetta, Dennis Stellwagen, Dennis Nost, Sherry Johnson, Helen Hesseman, and little Sutton Grace. Lord, we lift up all of these fine people to you, as well as those we now name in our hearts. Heavenly Father, you are the great healer and sustainer of life. Be with those who are currently dealing with these conditions or issues, if it be your will. Heal them completely. Use the trials and challenges they face to grow closer to you. Give them a sense of your presence during these difficult times as they reach out to you for comfort. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for our leaders who hold positions of service nationally in our state and in our local communities. Father, these people have accepted the responsibility of leadership as part of their commitment to serve. Send your Holy Spirit to give them true wisdom to govern in a way that glorifies your name. Keep them mindful of those who cannot speak for themselves especially the unborn. Lord, in your mercy. We pray for all the brave men and women who serve in the military, especially those who serve in the most dangerous places. We lift up to you in prayer Christopher Smith, David Hesseman, Luke Sharp, and Derek Moore. We think of all first responders, police, fire, and emergency personnel. Father, we pray that you will send your angels to watch over them, to protect them against all harm. Strengthen and encourage them so they can remain strong and courageous. Lord, in your mercy. A prayer for birthdays being celebrated this week. We give you thanks, O Lord, for the many blessings you have given to your servant, Evelyn Brock, who is celebrating 81 years of life, especially for bestowing on her length of days in this present life. Grant that she may always know your loving kindness. Abide in the confession of your name and put trust each day in your gracious care and protection. May the celebration of her birth be a celebration of life, both now and the life to come. Lord, in your mercy. Most gracious God, we give thanks for the joy and blessings that you grant to husbands and wives. Assist them always by your grace, that, that with true fidelity and steadfast love, they may honor and keep your marriage, their, their marriage vows, grow in love toward you and each other, and come at last to the eternal joys that you have promised. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, Lord, I offer up a special prayer for this congregation of yours. As you continue to bless us, keep us focused on what's most important in our lives. Help each of us find the time to be in your word, spend time in daily prayer, strengthen our hearts for mission, and finally, nurture the love we have for you and one another. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray. 
trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who, having created all things, took on human flesh and was born of the Virgin Mary. For our sake he died on the cross and rose from the dead to put an end to death, thus fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. pray the prayer together that our Lord himself gave us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thy is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, The Lord's Supper is God's gift for Christians who are properly taught. In communion, we want people to receive Christ's body and blood for their good. This means that as you come to the Lord's table, you affirm with each communicant that Jesus is your Savior and Lord, and with Lutheran Christians, you confess. I recognize and confess that I am a sinner. I repent of my sin and ask God's forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is my only Lord and Savior from sin, Satan, and death. I believe that the risen Christ is really present in the sacrament, and under the form of the bread and wine, I receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of my sin and the strengthening of my faith in life. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also we took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament to my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Our communion hymns for today are O Jesus, King Most Wonderful on page 554, Were You There, page 456, Christ the Life of All the Living on page 420, and O God Our Help in Ages Past on page 733. These can all be found in the Lutheran Service Book.
Please stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith unto life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same, in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Our closing hymn is When Peace Like a River on page 763, verses 3 and 4 of the Lutheran Service Book. been our pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on www.freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May his love surround you, and his mercy be evident to you in all things. Your announcer has been Parker Shane. First of all, our Thanksgiving Day service is at 10 a.m., and it will be broadcast on the radio on KKBL 95.9.
and then it is also time to sign up for Communion Wear Care. The sign-up calendars, I believe, are in the narthex still. So if you would like to assist uh, with us in that, that would be really, really great. Uh, the neighbors, blessing neighbors, Thanksgiving Day dinner would appreciate donations of desserts for, for the dinner. Uh, please call Sandy, and her telephone number is available in the church office. And so please call the church office uh, for that, and she will, will let you know when and where to uh, deliver them. And then the Christmas committee will be meeting at the church on November the 30th to decorate, and we'll need all members and also other people, especially men, to help with heavy lifting. And we pray that you all would have a very, very blessed week. Advent is soon. Our midweek services begin the first week of December, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. I pray that you all have a very blessed week.